welcome to the Goddess Tarot Society podcast. We're going to be diving into the temperance card, but this series in the Goddess Tarot Society podcast is diving into the major arcana themes, having amazing conversations with other spiritually minded people as we explore those themes in depth diving into conversations with one another we have you and hello Hi. <laughs> are you how are you doing i am doing well actually right now yes i'm doing well how are yeah. you i'm good i'm good i saw in your story you posted such an amazing story um just just recently about your you know you quit your matrix job congratulations and then this fear that comes up, I have experienced it too. And you're like, um, hang on a minute. If I'm following my intuition, why are you coming up again? It's like, hello, yeah. spiral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, it was this week. There was one thing, a, a little thing, that uh, a small disappointment that came up. And it was like a cat- catalysator. I don't know if I say it in the right way in English. Mm. I am Dutch, actually, <laughs> for the people who are watching. <laughs> um, it just started a whole yeah, mental breakdown where I started doubting myself and mm-hmm. thinking, what am I actually doing? Shouldn't I just have stayed at my job? It was steady, and I knew what I had to do there, and now I'm just doing my own thing. And I realized, because my boyfriend told me this, this is the first time that you that you are doing something for yourself and there's not a boss or a teacher or anyone else who's telling you what to do or giving you a to-do list or, or you know that you're working towards like getting a degree or a diploma, something like that. You just have to do it yourself. And that's kind of scary. So that's something that came up this week, but now I am better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We all, we all go through it. It's such a wonderful thing, as you say, to have this freedom and not have a boss. But then it's like, yeah, these, these things come up from, from within us because we've just spent so many years within a different structure, I suppose. Yeah. And now it's like, fly, little butterfly. No, it's not for everyone, but now we're like coming out for cocoons. <laughs> yeah, and they always tell you, right, being, being an entrepreneur, it's exposes all your inner shadows and you really get to work on yourself so yeah this as as progress and it gives me a chance to see what shadows are in me yeah so yeah talk about it's just another spiritual experience isn't it everything everything's a spiritual experience and i thought we could start just with a little introduction with what it is that you do, what you're passionate about, what magic you bring to the world. Yeah, so I started uh, on Instagram and YouTube by um, explaining the tarot to uh, my followers. And I explained the tarot in in a slightly different approach because the way I was taught the tarot um, was um, according to a new idea or maybe mm-hmm. actually an old idea that was introduced by a Dutch uh, scholar. Um, they, um, they discovered that the tarot has been slightly altered through history and that this was done to uh, hide the real wisdom and real um, messages of the tarot. So wow. some cards were taken out taken out of the tarot completely um and some card they also changed the order of the major arcana um so that's i think that's really interesting and it doesn't even matter if you know there i don't feel like there there's a need for a discussion which which theory is right it's just so interesting to look at the tarot in a different way and i have seen that the way that I explain it, because I was taught it this way, that it's an eye-opener for many people. Like, oh, I never looked at this card this way. And and there's so many other uh, definitions that you can give the card. Um, because the definitions that I was taught are also more like 5D uh, vibrational <laughs> um, definitions. So I found when I started doing the tarot, 
when I was like a teenager and I bought my first tarot deck on like a, a market and I thought, oh, let's learn the tarot and I bought the book there. And I was so discouraged because all the definitions that I, that I read in the book were so, yeah, most of them were a bit negative and a bit, you know, depressing. And I thought, oh, well, it doesn't, it didn't resonate at all. And then I learned it this way. And it, I learned that you can read the cards in so many different ways. And the definitions that you read from the cards, it depends on what you, the, the way that you approach life, you know? So if you are in a very 3D mindset, those old books probably resonate with you. But for me, that wasn't really um, what I was looking for in the card. And I think that many people feel this way, that they want to know the tarot, but then when they read the traditional books and the definitions, it discourages them because it's also, what's the English word? Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's most are very negative and it's like very, um, um, there's, there's less room for spiritual interpretation and it's more about, oh, you are getting cheated on. Oh, you will get a divorce. Oh, you will get like a, a lawsuit. Very things of the earth, not really of yeah. the spirit. Yeah. Mm. it's good that it doesn't put you off though if that initially was your experience of finding this that could have put some people completely off the tarot and mm. just put it aside it's good that you just kept like digging until you're like there's something there for sure and finding yeah. this like 5d what would you say is the main differences then between the like the 3d tarot and the 5d um i think the difference is that it's and the way that I was taught, it's way more um, focused on your own intuition and looking at the cards and seeing what you see and that being the main source of wisdom instead of looking through a book and then adopting the definitions that are there. And also, it's more based on love and wholeness and it's it's more i think it is more constructive it really gives someone something that they can work on and that they that something that encourages them of course some some messages are tough but you can't tell someone oh i see these cards oh sorry yes everything is going to shit and there's nothing you can do about it. How does that help a person? <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't help the person. And you just no. can't, you can't do that or put anyone in that um, position, especially as you said, coming from this place of like love and compassion. And people are often, especially if it's their first reading, can be quite scared or intimidating by the tarot for mm. certain cards to come out, certain like negative cards they might have heard of. And like, there's no such thing as really a negative card sure there's some experiences that may we may want to skip through sometimes but it's just not a bad thing so yeah i know what you mean yeah. and of course i'm not saying that that all the books and all the people that do the tarot in a different way that they are doing you know the negative things and and making people scared but um for example if you read the little booklets that they put with the tarot cards they only put some keywords and they are always so scary like if you read the keywords of the tower or the ten of swords or the devil i get so many messages from friends who were doing a tarot reading for themselves and they say oh my god anna please help me i got this card and the book says this what do i need to do and then i tell them oh actually i look at the card like this and then they're always relief like oh if you put it like that yes then i understand so it's not that as dramatic as the book makes it seem mm. and not every time for example pulling tower not every tower that we pull is like like whoa it's not always yeah. always that way but yeah it's, yeah it's really interesting and as a tarot teacher what's your favorite lesson to to teach to the to your students yeah i think um, 
I think it's what I, what I said before, that your own intuition is always the first thing to follow. And I think it's something that we, we have to relearn in this day and age to listen to our own intuition because it happens so often that, that I'm doing a reading with someone and they're sitting next to me and we pull a card and, they, and it immediately it's, the card lives for them. They're like, oh, yes, this looks exactly like my grandmother because she used to have a cat like this, exactly like this. And she also used to do this and this and that could mean this and this. And then that's, that's the meaning, even though the card, of course, the book doesn't say, oh, this is your grandmother, but that's, that is the meaning that you need to follow. But often people say, okay, but, you know, now please tell me what it really means. <laughs> then I'm like, no. <laughs> Not no, like that. No. You have your answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I always say that to, to my clients as well, is that if you see anything in the imagery, um, though I'm reading the cards for you, anything you see runs true as well, if not truer than, than what I'm saying, because you're, you're picking up in these, these intuitions and strengthening, strengthening the intuitive muscle, as it were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a tarot card that best represents you? I think... It would be the Knight of Swords Ooh. because I I see the fiery energy in me that the Knight represents. So I am a Sagittarius, so I'm also a fire sign, but I don't really identify as a Knight of Wands, which is super, super a lot of fire. Mm -hmm. So I think the Knight of Swords fits better because it's the swords are always so much about finding truth and wisdom and knowledge. And I am really such a nerd. And I always want to read all the books and know everything and, and find the truth behind everything in the same way that I did this for the tarot. Mm. So, yeah, I love the Knight of Swords energy. And you share your wisdom and these truths with the world, which is so nice you have yeah. this, this space to do so in your platform as well and everything you offer all these amazing, amazing different things you offer as well. But today we've came together to discuss the Temperance card. Um, it's a card yeah. I'm starting to actually get better acquainted with when I began learning the tarot. It was one of these cards, I just, you know, I was kind of learning about it, but it doesn't speak to my soul as such. And now I'm like, ooh, I see, um, I see the themes coming up. I'm feeling closer to it, just like, that feeling way you know it's hard to explain but you're just feeling a lot more connected so what does yeah. the temperance card mean to you for me the temperance card it actually spoke to me right away for you it was a card that wasn't really you know it's just one of the cards and yeah for me it was really one of the cards that, that I loved just the image of the angel which I loved and for me the temperance card it's one of my favorite cards because uh, I love the deep spiritual stuff. And I, I think the temperance card is so, it has so much like metaphysical wisdom. It's so philosophical and about death and life and the space between it. So I love that card. And for many people consider the temperance card also the card of the Sagittarius. So yeah. it's it with my sign. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's a good card, actually. Yes, it does sound so good. And it is about that balance and moderation as well, bringing these different themes. And if we're to look at the book definition, how do you bring more balance and moderation into, into your daily life? Or how can we, your, yeah. your wisdom for how we can bring more in. I know I can use it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I am not balanced and moderated at all. So I'm not sure if you should ask me this. Um, but I think, especially in the light of the temperance card, the best answer to this is to return to the self and to the wholeness within because for me that's what the temperance card is about it's about i think in the in the the traditional tarot the temperance comes after the death card right mm -hmm. 
let me yeah, see. Yeah, and in the the deck that I was taught to tarot with, it's actually uh, reversed. So it's oh, okay. the hanged man, then temperance, then death. And the story behind it is that in temperance, um, so if you put the, the major arcana cards in a row, they tell a story, right? The, the story of the fool. And then if you, if you are in the temperance card, it's about the moment when the fool realizes, okay, I am going to die. And it's about the, the realization of the ego and the acceptance of the ego that it is going to die and that it is not going to transition with the soul. So the soul is going to transition in the death card and then further in, into a new adventure, but the ego has to die there. And so the temperance card is very much about death. Uh, about the death of the ego. And this is a process that happens repeatedly through our life, like in big ways and also in small ways. Like I believe every time we go to meditate, even our ego dies a little bit at that moment. So, and when the ego dies, even though it seems like we lose something, we have to leave something behind. Actually, we return to more wholeness because we get closer to our own inner essence, our own soul. Um, so if you ask me how to get more moderated, more balanced, this is a very long story to tell you. For me, that's to return to the, to the soul, to mm -hmm. let the ego aside and return to the soul. And then you automatically feel whole and at peace because you are everything. So it's all an, an inside job. Is there anything with the outer world when we're returning back to our soul? Sorry, can you repeat? Oh, of course. So when we're returning back to our soul and killing our ego, <laughs> dying, mm. is, it mainly, is it mainly an inside job or is there anything that like our outer world can help us do that to come back to our self, our soul? I think the outside world can help, but it's mostly something that you do within. But of course, there's always little tools that help you. Like when I, when I want to, when I feel stressed and I want to tune into my heart, I like to grab a crystal or put a bit of incense, light a bit of incense or sage the, the room. Of course, those are all tools but i think mm -hmm. yeah it's it's the, in the temperance it's the if we we let actually we let go of the material world and we get into the spiritual world so i think it's more about the inner the inner journey the end. It's, it's always the inner journey and sometimes you just want a quick fix it's like can't i just buy something and it just you know <laughs> fixes yeah. everything like a last of last but I like um, what you're seeing as well with the temperance and your way of learning was actually before and it was this like coming to terms with, with death. And it's interesting. I don't know if you've had any kind of near death experiences, but I've had a couple and it doesn't, it wasn't anything. I say it's not too dramatic. It probably was a little bit dramatic, but I was um, at a, what what you got here it's called go ape and it's like a treetop adventure so you go up you like clip yourself on and you you mm -hmm. harness yourself you go up and i don't know why but this was like maybe my third or fourth time doing it like the the whole assault assault course and my partner was like really scared of heights so i was just like trying to be just like quite confident support him because he's like really freaking out so <laughs> Um, I just wasn't paying attention to clipping myself on and I clipped on the wrong the wrong way or in the wrong sense and as I like took myself out to you go you go along and there was nothing really underneath my feet I'm held up like I don't know how many feet 20 feet in the air or more just like up here and I realized I'm stuck and I hadn't like clipped myself on correctly to this wire oh. and I was like uh-oh. Cutting a longer story short, we called on the person, got them to come, and it was 
comical in the sense the first time she came she was like oh I didn't realize it was so bad we need an extra tool to kind of help you and I'm also like clinging on to this bar thing this wire my arm strength is not great but what I'm trying to get at is see in that moment I was like you know see if this is the way that I die I was like really quite of course at first I was like a little bit upset I was a bit panicked and flustered and then I was like you know what see if that's not as I said, it's not the most dramatic thing, but I was like, oh, well, if I go now, I go now. <laughs> it's been the same on, like, um, boat trips in Asia, when you're like, I've been on this boat and it's probably not been safe to go out um, to the islands or whatever, and I'm just like, this could be it. This could be it. And there's an initial state of panic, and then you just, like, there's acceptance. You're like... <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. You scared me when you actually said I've had a, I have a, I've had a couple of near death experiences. I never heard someone say that. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, but, um, it's nothing like Sini's illness or anything like that. I've not. I've been fortunate enough not to experience that, but I've had some moments where I'm like, quite genuinely, like this could be. This could this be. Could, yeah. Um, but at least it's going to yeah. be fast. <laughs> And isn't it crazy how fast actually you you can accept it? Yeah. You're like, okay, well, it's been great. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I'll I've be gone. back. <laughs> I'm glad I've gone traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I, I have I don't have like very exciting stories like you, but I recognize this feeling from, you know very stupidly like when you when you have such a bad cough and you're like gasping for air and, and do you do you notice know where you're super dramatic and you think okay this could be the end I, this is how i die <laughs> just from it's, a I know. it's just like oh we can't go on it's not gonna get any better and i suppose one of these times is that will be the case but hopefully hopefully not for for another while <laughs> and we'll exactly. have to time to to plan because what I was going to say is um, in terms of the temperance card when I see I see it as this this journey as well just the imagery on the card to me um, and longer term thinking longer term visions is there anything you wish to share about how we can best plan for longer term vision if we aren't just going to mysteriously die (laughs) tomorrow maybe don't go on those adventure trips anymore <laughs> yeah. but that's just a tip for you not for everyone <laughs> how to plan for future visions what's your question right yeah yeah like longer term hmm, that's a good question I actually don't really do that you know what's interesting you're asking me these questions that are about you know, the things that the Tempest card teaches us. And then I tell you, the Tempest card is my card, like me being a Sagittarius. And I think all the questions that you're asking me are exactly the lessons that I need to learn as a Sagittarius, you know? So, so you're asking me all the things that I would love to learn. So please, if someone has a great tip, please yeah. send it here. Send it <laughs> Enlighten us. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. No, the only thing that I know with the temperance card is that we always have the choice um, to choose between wholeness and separation. Mm. And that goes for everything in in the world. When I see the temperance card, it's like, Oh, it's always an angel that has one foot on land and one foot on the soil. And for me, that represents like, okay, the soul has left the body, the material world, and now it's left with a choice. Will it go back into the water, back to the source, back to the wholeness, like universe, God, source, however you want to call it? Or will it go for another round on the earth on the soil and so would it choose for wholeness or do you choose for separation and there's not a there's no judgment about both choices it's just two different ways of experiencing life and yourself and your soul and and the universe 
So we, and that's of course in the context of life and death, which is very big and dramatic, but this also happens in, in life many times, like in the way that our ego dies many times. And this is when we choose for wholeness. We choose wholeness in, in a situation. And if we choose separation, I think that's when the ego, that's when we choose ego, when the ego gets more room. And mm. then we experience how that is. Yeah. How do you identify between ego and intuition? Because I know for a while, when I was in my early stages, like I can tell you how I identify between the two, but I, when I was starting to try listen to my intuition, now it happens really easily because I'm used to doing it. But sometimes I would mistake my ego for, for my intuition. It has a way of playing tricks. And I know if it's ever impulsive for me, like it must be now, I know it's, it said ego, Mr. Ego talking to me. And I know if it's more of a whisper that it's, that it's my intuition. I was wondering if you have any other handy hints for, for listeners as to how you can tune in and know okay, what actually is my ego? How do I identify that? Because everything's connected to one another. It can be hard to like pull out, pull mm. out the ego. Not to take it away, but just to identify it. Yeah. For me, a trick that I always do when making a choice and I'm doubting is this ego or intuition. I tune into my heart and I breathe into my heart. And then I just feel because most of the time we're in our head and we're thinking mm -hmm. so many things. But then when we are connected to our heart, we immediately start feeling bigger and more full of love and, and more connected to everything. And then I ask the question again and I see what answer comes up then. And then it's always the most profound and most loving answer. And then I know it's not ego. It's it's my own inner wisdom, my own intuition, or the soul. Or They always say heart, your heart is a portal, right? Mm. A portal through which we can communicate with each other's souls, with our own souls, with like the divine. So if you get to tune in to your heart, I think then it can never really go wrong. Yeah, that's so true. That's such a beautiful wording of it all and remembering to tune into that heart space because, yeah, when we're in the mind, you're, it's all just like, ooh, 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 and it's not yeah. this, this breathing, coming back to breath and things, which can, which can help as well. And speaking yeah. of these ego deaths, do you have an example of an ego death that you have gone through? Mm. Well, I think... My ego has died a very slow death. <laughs> death when I started realizing this, you know, that I that I can actually tune into a higher version of myself because we are so trained to live in our head and always be like in dialogue with that voice in our head, which most of the time is ego, of course. And then I learned um, from my teacher who taught me to do the healings that I also offer, Andrea. She taught me this trick to go to your heart, breathe into your heart and just feel. And then, and I noticed, wow, I didn't even know that I could do this, that I could get my mind to be quiet and actually get so much more clarity and wisdom from I didn't even understand where it came from. Like it comes from my body, but I didn't know it was there. So it was not like a sudden, sudden uh, death of my ego. But I think that was like a very slow way of making my ego very, a lot, a lot smaller, I think. <laughs> <laughs> shrink, shrink it down. Because we can be, I know that, when I was perhaps kind of like late teenager early 20s when I was like partying all the time like I was big in my ego at that time just more the impulsiveness in general just with like whether it was like substance abuse alcohol abuse or, or whatever or just in general the way that I would just like treat people would be very like you just wouldn't I wouldn't I thought I was doing it from a good place at the time but it was obviously a lesson to learn but it was still very like evil based 
Whereas now everything's a lot, in terms of making decisions, I don't need to rush into anything or make anything impulsively. Sometimes it has to happen, not an impulsive decision, but you know when you just need to make a fast decision because that's what's happened. Mm. And it's like, oh, oh, what is this? I'm like, ah. But um, you reminded me of tuning into the heart space. It's such a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And speaking of these feelings and, and being in the spiritual realm, I loved your recent post on trying to see the spiritual world and like see yeah. things and navigating that. Um, I know that is definitely something many people have came to me about because intuition and these things, it is just this feeling, trusting your gut is this feeling. How have you navigated through not being able to, to see per se? Um, and your and your spiritual experience to help those people out that are maybe doubting themselves. Yeah, I understand the frustration if you're listening and you're someone like that. You really want to see the spiritual, and you you love those people who like see angels and spirit guides and auras. And oh, I I'm still so I love it when people can do that. And I was so obsessed so obsessed with this i wanted to open my third eye because everyone was uh, talking about this on instagram and there's a thousand of videos on youtube like how to open your third eye you have to eat this you have to do this you have to say this and it just didn't work and i was so frustrated about it and then i uh, when i uh, started uh, doing a course with Andrea, who I mentioned before, she taught me to do healing uh, through energy. And she um, she taught me, well, first of all, how to tune in with my heart. And that's when I realized, oh, I can actually sense energy in more ways than just by seeing it. It's not the, that's not the only way, only way to perceive energy and spiritual things. And I realized that the reason why I wanted to see things so badly was actually because I wanted to verify. Like I loved to all the stories about angels and, and oh, you always have a spirit team with you and they are watching over you and protecting you. And I thought, oh, I'd love for that to be true. And I want to believe it, but first I want to see it. And that's of course how we go about everything on, on this world. First, we want to see it, to believe it. Yeah, it's that um, expression as well, we're told. We're told literally that expression. I, I want to yes. see it, to believe it. And it's like a little... Yeah, it's like a mantra, actually. Like, see it, believe it, see it, believe it. And and we live in, in such a scientific world. So, you know, if you can't see it, you can't verify it, then it's not true. But I wanted it to be true, and I wanted to believe it. But I realized then, okay, maybe my third eye is getting blocked or it isn't opening because I wanted to open for the wrong reasons. Like the spirit world is not waiting for, it's not eager to prove itself to me. Like it's there and I can tap into it and I can sense it if I want, but there, it's not really keen on demands of like, prove yourself. <laughs> It doesn't work like that. So, and when I realized, okay, so the third eye thing, it's not going to happen for me. That's fine. And then I realized, oh, I have been sensing so many things all all the time, but I didn't even realize it. I was so obsessed with seeing, seeing, seeing. I didn't realize that every time I, I um was in certain situations my hands would start glowing or my my feet would start tingling or I would hear high-pitched uh, noises or things like that I I suddenly started to to sense those things and and consciously you know perceive everything and I thought oh my god how could I have been so stupid and since I am focusing more on the things that I do feel and notice the sight is starting to come as well and mm -hmm. this is also so much a intuition thing like 
for example, I had a client um, for a healing a few weeks ago, and I was doing the healing for her, and I saw in my, it was not like with my eyes, but just in my head, I suddenly saw like a hawk um, in the sky, and I thought, okay, that's weird. That's like a super random thought. And that's also how you know, okay, this might be an intuition thing. Like, why should, why would I suddenly think of this? You know, it doesn't make sense. So, and normally I would judge that vision for myself and be like, okay, this was just my silly head. I'm just, you know, drifting off, thinking about birds, whatever, let's drop it. But I thought, no, I have to trust myself and I have to trust my intuition. So I told her that I saw it. And for me, it didn't mean anything. It was very random. But for her, it was, oh, such an eye opener. Like, yes, I saw, I saw it too and this and that. So that's on, you know, perceiving the spiritual. It's, it's always, you know, when they also, when they talk about, the law of attraction and manifestation when you don't need it and you're not obsessed with it then suddenly it comes and yeah I'm still not seeing all my guides and angels and stuff like that but I'm also not obsessed with seeing them because now suddenly I can feel them you know it's mm -hmm. not necessary anymore mm, feel their presence there oh that's just phenomenal and I love those synchronicities as well and it's not until um I'm doing a reading with somebody and I'm sharing certain things with them and usually it's um, at the end they'll be like, oh my goodness, this, 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 and this. Massive synchronicities for me and when I'm channeling and in the flow, I'm just seeing, seeing what's coming to me, seeing what feels right intuitively. Um, most of my readings are just intuitively led and see it's usually the things you don't anticipate being the bigger thing, the bigger synchronicity that somebody's like, this thing like oh my goodness and it just fills yeah. you so much so much joy and excitement for and um, to be able to be part of that person's spiritual journey at that time helping them channel and helping them tap in because they all can tap into these things everyone has that ability I do very much believe but until we open ourselves to it and I mean I'm I'm probably just scratching the surface of what I can do. I'm trusting that I'm on the right path. But there'll be some days that I'll be like, I'll have that self-doubt. I will be in more of a negative mindset. And I'll make my way through it. It's similar to, to part of your story when it was the picture and all the different, you know, um, like words you had around yourself. And I was like, I can relate to that so strongly. But keep moving forwards. Keep opening that channel and... It is spy spiralic as well. That sometimes maybe you won't feel as connected. It doesn't mean that you're not, and it doesn't mean that you aren't still channeling. If it is the tarot that perhaps some listeners are using, sometimes you may not feel connected, but actually you are. It doesn't mean to say you just don't feel as as switched on. And with that, what's helped me connect to my guides is I've mentioned it in some other episodes. I've worked um, with. Jacqueline at the Montanac Centre and she does um, shamanic training and doing the shamanic journeys and going and um, going and doing these kind of meditative um, journeys to go and meet different spirits whether it's your guardian spirit or protector spirit all these different things and I can really visualize things when I'm in that sort of trance like the meditation which has really helped me be like oh my goodness like my who was it it was my Oh, it's not productivity spirit, but somebody that helps you with your productivity was like a hippopotamus. And I was like, oh, how cool is that? And then um, a few evenings later, I had this dream and it was, I was like in this place. And most of my dreams are very similar. Said it a million times, I'm running away. Someone's chasing me. But this one, very calm. There was a hippopotamus and there was um, a crocodile there as well. And I was like, oh my goodness, my... Um, this particular spirit isn't just the hippopotamus it's also the crocodile as well and those traits and things and tying them in and another synchronicity off of that my new house I was outside one day 
and it's a rental so outside there was like a plant pot and it was a hippopotamus and I was like oh my goodness wow. so I, I, I didn't it wasn't that long ago I noticed it and there's no plant in it at the moment so I'm going to leave a little offering and put uh like put a plant in there before the end of summer and everything dies but yeah just oh. intuition and be open to receiving these synchronicities that come through mm. I love synchronicities yeah. My favorite, yeah. my favorite oh. is like boom, 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 synchronicities everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. And when, we, when you uh, talk about, you know, sending your, your guides or spirit animals or stuff like that, I actually noticed, I think it was last week, I was sitting on this couch and there's a window there and I was just staring out of the window and there was some music on. And I, in the song they were singing, may there always be angels to watch over me. And while I heard that lyric, I watched, I, I looked out of the window and there was a, a little white feather that went like this very slowly past the window. And I, I thought, oh my, I still get goosebumps now <laughs> when I tell when I this because I thought how, how silly of me to demand to see like what do you what do you expect do you expect to see like a cartoon angel or something like that <laughs> of course that would still be great yeah <laughs> this is also so clear it's, it's another way to perceive your your spirit guide i think and just like what you said in a dream that's also a way or in a plant pot whatever yeah <laughs> making appearances because talking about um talking about seeing I <laughs> I had a moment at the end of last year it was either beginning um might have been the beginning of this year actually and I was getting more in tune with um the the work and doing these journeys and um, the shamanic journeys and there was one time before I actually started making my journey um, kind of down to like the lower world it's like the the process that happens and I was still very much in my room and I hadn't gone anywhere else there was like oh I actually <laughs> I get like I'm thinking about it I've not I've not spoken about this in ages I forgot until this moment there was this I have never other than this really truly felt spirits or anything like that or seen anything mm -hmm. and there was like a figure like a darker figure in, in the corner and I was just like the whole thing just like spooked me out freaked me out I like tried to bear with it but I was afraid however the synchronicities leading up to that I was listening to lots of initiate um to initiate English is my only language and sometimes I even struggle with it. Initiatory, like podcasts about initiating yourself more deeper, etc. And I think that's why it came about. But I was just a little, it was just like a little bit too much for me at that moment that I was just like, whoa, I'm not ready. And I just yeah. felt, I just felt that um, presence and I felt that, I felt that there. And I was just like, girl, I can't yeah. do that right now. And <laughs> I was like afraid that's blocked, blocked things off. But, you know, if there's ever any boundaries you want to set in terms of working um, with spirits and your guides and things you can do because to me now that I've came through that that was a guide coming to me and it was more of like a test to see it wasn't a darker the energy wasn't dark it just frightened me but my boundaries as you know my working hours is in the daylight hours you don't come and scare me when I want to go to the bathroom at night <laughs> yes. oh my god yes that's the emotional roller coaster of, of the, 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 I think everyone who is obsessed with opening their third eye, like when it's sunny and, and, and it's in the, in the daylight, you're like, oh yes, please show yourself. And then you're in your bed at night and you're like, no, no, I take everything back. I didn't want to see you. I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as long as you have that, they will actually not show themselves. And yeah, well for you, it was, you were like on a, on a, how do you say this? On the edge of mm -hmm. like, maybe I'm ready. Oh no. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just yeah. was not, I was just not sure. I was like, dude, why can't you come with the cartoon? <laughs> like the cartoon angel you were speaking of. Like that would be nice and a fluffy, a fluffy bunny rabbit or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, and when I I uh, put that post out about um, um, wanting to see things, most people were like, "Oh yes, uh, this is so uh, relatable. I w I have this too." But there was actually one person who said, "Well, no, I don't want to see things. I I have my own gifts. It's fine. I it's such a you know it's also very um, it can be very stressful." To always be able to see everything so no thank you it's yeah. not for me and that's good yeah. that somebody can honor that as well and just be like I'm good we don't always need to be just because other people may want something or may be seeking for something doesn't if it doesn't speak to you intuitively it's not a, a route you want to go down you don't have to you really don't you don't yeah but that was a wonderful tangent, love a tangent. I really wanted to ask about your sessions that you do there. Is it a chasma? Is that how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. So yeah. phenomenal, so drawn to it. And I wanted to give you this space to share about it because I want to learn, listeners want to learn. Um, it's just not something I've really heard much of. I've never heard that word before. Yes, because it's very new, actually. So the, the person who taught it to me, she's also the person who put it out in the world it came to her her name is uh if you want to look her up on instagram it's a l garris um it's yeah it's amazing so it's a bit comparable to reiki in the way that it's like a healing modality and it's energy and uh, the way i do it it's um it's through the quantum so we wouldn't need to be in the same room you can just be where you are and i can be here one hour apart in our time zone <laughs> and then still we can we can connect so we i would facilitate the um the space and you can just lay down on the couch or on your bed and intend to connect and then i facilitate a bridge between our higher selves our souls and then there is a space in which you can heal on so many levels on your physical level and on your emotional mental energetic and the way this works is it reconnects you to the earth it helps you to ground which allows you to your body your physical body to hold more light um, and this is very important if you want to raise your vibration and then it also reconnects you to your multi-dimensional self all the aspects of your soul or your past lives, future lives, and all dimensions where you've been, um, you get reconnected to that. So some people get like um, memories of past lives or they re relive some moments or some people just feel like they're more complete, like more, more whole, like, oh, because literally pieces of you have been put back to you in a way. Hmm. And then also you get reconnected to your to your source which is in your heart like we talked about before your your inner divinity so it's three reconnections that always happen in a, a cosmos session and the way people experience this it can be it by like i said by by um reliving your past life in a way but it can also be like being so completely relaxed and feeling your body tingle or glow or you always get exactly what you need and what you can handle at that moment so it can be very intense and it can be very gentle mm. it's uh, very special yeah and it's new to the earth so that's also yeah. very interesting Ooh. when something's new to the earth does it have like extra benefits or benefits yeah. probably isn't the word i want to use because I, I don't want to compare it to I don't know, like a product on, on the shelf because it's incompatible to that. But what difference does it make if something's just new to the new to the air? Well, I believe that. Well, of course, it's not new. It's always been there, but it's it's recently become available to us humans. And I think things like those become available when we are ready for them. So, like Reiki became available to people. At a certain time because we needed it we needed it then and we were able to to deal with it then and now as humanity is raising its vibration even more now we are 
we got access to a Cosma energy, which is of an even higher uh, frequency. It's even more intense. And um, yeah, so that's, that's why it's new. So it's not really new, but it's, for us, it's new. So there's only, uh, it, there's not, a few, not, a, not many people who are facilitating this. Mm. Oh, so special. Yeah. And you get to hold that space and offer that service as well. And if people are looking to book in a CASMA session, do they reach out to you? Do you have a website or? The website I'm working on. <laughs> but I do have a link in my bio where you can go and book, in, uh, book a session. Or you can always DM me and uh, yeah, send me a message and ask me your questions. I'm always mm -hmm. open for that. Oh, it sounds so amazing. It really does. It just caught, you know, when something just catches your eye, you're like, ooh, what's that? And it's that, that's also my intuition for anyone else that's, that mm. wonders that. Usually your intuition being like, mm, this is something for you to explore, learn about, yeah. or get a session <laughs> and the fact that it resonates with you means that you are also on that higher uh higher dimensional level right with your own frequency yeah it's funny because the ego wants to come up and be like look at me in that higher dimensional frequency yeah. <laughs> just seeing as we've spoken so much of my ego it's like mm. right go enough of the hair flag it's not yeah, the ego is everywhere even in the spiritual <laughs> spiritual realm it is there to keep us safe after all but we need to keep it in check we need to keep it in check but honestly and it's been such an amazing time connecting with you is there anything else you want to share before we finish up for today no i just want to thank you for having me this was such a nice nice You're way so to welcome. chat with you and and connect yeah. and that was totally intuitive as well like you reached out to me to say you saw one of the other lives with Selena, the hanged one, and mm -hmm. would you tuned into that? And like right away, I was like, yeah. I, I really wanted to invite you for, for an episode. And then, yeah, and then it ends up being temperance. And you're like, my card. <laughs> so I was like, there we go. <laughs> yeah. like, popping that's, out. The, that's the whole spirit of the emperance, like, or the temperance, like the flow and everything just goes. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it too. But no, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And until next week, mwah! <laughs>